Welcome back. I did that one differently. Oh, sorry. Welcome back to Chai with Shy. I did that one differently because this is it. This is what we have spent 27 episodes bringing ourselves to is the last and final portion from my 23-year-old diary. We were halfway through the chapter entitled The End. And in that, um, off I went to, to I was in Sri Lanka for this wedding. Um, this was Kabir and Kavya's wedding. It's really hard, actually, when I, when I like, I'm not reading from the journal to actually try and relate, like, say these people's, like, like names in this, because obviously they're not their real names. Um, but I remember this wedding quite well. Um, and it's odd, because actually I've not been in touch with, like, with either Kabir or Kavir at all over the past years, which is natural, you know, like you drift apart and this and that and whatever and blah blah blah. Um, but it was such a good wedding, and it, and I think I said in my last episode, um, I I think it was my first like proper destination wedding that I've been on. Um, oh, that's not true. I think I went to Tanzania the year before for a wedding. I'm not sure the sequence of events there. Yeah, sorry, I think Tanzania was before that. But anyway, um. But yeah, so off in, uh, off in Sri Lanka uh, for this wedding and I just literally didn't get to see any of it. Like I have not, I cannot tell you that, I've, I can't comfortably say that I've been to Sri Lanka because it was literally airport, then to the hotel, then get really, really drunk. And then my mother made me go jewellery shopping. I mean, didn't make me, but you know what I mean. Um, and then more wedding and then airport and then back to Delhi. Um and so it was all quite silly. Uh, not so silly, but it's like, but definitely uh, Sri Lanka will be is on my list of places to go. Um, but anyway, enough rambling. Uh, let's crack on straight into it. I will also mention I am still on location, um, still enjoying the countryside, even though the weather has been grim um, and not very fun. Um, but still, nonetheless, it's it's pleasant. Um, so yeah. Anyway. So if you remember, I'm just scanning over the, the last paragraph. Uh, it was Dumman <laughs> when Dumman confessed that he was in love with me. He wasn't in love with me, the idiot. Um, anyway, now, finally, Rana. So I mentioned earlier that the only time we ever spoke was when either of us wanted a cigarette from the other. And I'm not exaggerating. That was all the chat. There was one moment when I felt ever so cool when I was in a deep chat with Ali standing at the bar. I was mid telling him a story when in my peripheral vision I could see Rana approaching and I knew he want I knew what he wanted. I carried on talking to Ali and Rana asked me for a cigarette. So again, ever so coolly, I looked at him to show that I had acknowledged him, carried on with my story to Ali and handed him a cigarette, not saying a word to Rana. I felt good because also by this point I was getting really pissed off with the lack of chat. He walked away and that was that. Also, I'd kind of come to terms with the fact that he clearly had lost interest. I was wrong. So later on, I was dancing away and having a great time when he came up to me to start talking, like actually talking, not just asking for a cigarette. So why have you been ignoring me? He asked. Me? You're the one who only spoke to me when you wanted a cigarette, was my response. He ignored my comment and then went on to say something massively entertaining. So I'm really happy for you and Ali. Huh? What are you talking about? I was obviously extremely confused by this. 
And also it's all acknowledging the fact that I had ever so slightly toyed with the idea of kind of making the NRE seem like something more just to ignite a bit of a reaction in him. You know, you and Ali, you guys are really good together. I'm happy for you. I know it's bad, but I enjoyed this so much. His whole body language towards me changed after this, and it was established that both of us were really disappointed we didn't get to spend more time together in Bombay. What did really surprise me was his memory of that night, and I know it was just a bunch of lines to get me into bed, but it was really sweet. Anyway, so for the rest of the night, whenever we came across each other, the unspoken words were that we were going to end the night together. After the reception, we all went back to Vera's room, Kabir's little brother, don't know if I've mentioned him, and had a few more drinks. We were all outside on the terrace, and although it was nice and I had made more friends, I was definitely ready to call it a night, and I was kind of bored of waiting for Rana to make a move. So I was getting myself ready to announce my departure when Rana popped up next to me, asking how I was doing. My response was in no way suggestive. All I said was, yeah, I'm good, but I think I'm going to go to bed now, thinking that we would, he would say, we would say goodnight and it would be done with. As much as I wanted to sleep with him, I was done making small talk with all of these people. Yeah, actually, me too. I'll come with you. Okay, all sorted. So I suddenly start telling people near me that I'm leaving and don't really acknowledge Rana. But as soon as we start saying bye to people, other people decided to leave, making it slightly more awkward for Rana and me. So Vera's room is on the fourth floor, as was mine. Rana's room was in the other block, along with everyone else. I was sharing with my mum. He was sharing with some other guy. Where do we go from here, you ask? Where do we go from here, I hear you ask. We were all in the lift going down to the lobby until someone announces, Hey, Shyla, don't you stay on the fourth floor? Did that really need to be pointed out? I played the fool and all was fine until we got down to the lobby and Rana announces that he forgot his blazer in Vera's room. So he stays in the lift. I must admit it was quite smart of him. I never thought of that. So we were in the lift, just the two of us, and started kissing. It was incredible. Just the way we got into it and the kind of passion behind it was amazing. We just we got down to the lobby and he asked me to sit and wait while he tried to sort something out. I didn't really get what he meant and then it occurred to me that we didn't actually have anywhere to go. He came back a minute later having gotten us another room. I'm really not so sure how he did it and whether or not he paid for it but nonetheless it was a room with a bed. Well actually twin beds which for some reason I found massively entertaining. It was weird to start with because I was kind of nervous about the whole thing but he was great. He wasn't acting like a dick that just wanted to have sex. He actually made it feel nice. We got into bed and started kissing and it wasn't before it wasn't long before clothes started to be removed. No matter where he touched me, my body shivered all over. I was completely ready for the actual sex part to happen and so I asked him if he had a condom. The absolute moron didn't. I wanted to scream. So we just kissed and cuddled for ages. I will never forget one bit in particular. He was kissing my neck and moved down slowly and started to kiss my body. From there, though, he carried on kissing and he kissed like the side of my body, somewhere that I can safely say I had never been kissed before. It was, God, I can't even think of a way to describe it. I would say he just had to be there, but that would just be weird now, wouldn't it? (laughs) Freak. Oh, dear. The passionate, sexually frustrated bit was great and I really enjoyed it. But honestly, without judgment, my favourite bit came next. After he washed up, I kind of thought, we would awkwardly awkwardly get sorted and go back to our own rooms. But he didn't want to. We just lay there and cuddled in this freezing cold air-conditioned room. We lay there cuddled under the blankets with him spooning me until we fell asleep. 
I have never enjoyed cuddling so much in my life. Did I say the same thing about Gianni last year? <laughs> he was just so nice about it. I think part of the reason I liked it so much was because we all know that he only wanted to have sex and he could have been like most guys and kicked me out after, but he didn't. For those few hours when we actually just slept together, he made me feel like he actually really liked me. Not to mention how unbelievably sexy he made me feel when we were doing the build-up stuff. I don't deny that he was attracted to me, but I would never think that him or any of these boys would be interested in anything more from me. But as I said, for those few hours, it felt like he was. At about 6am, I realised that I was flying back to Delhi in a few hours, and so I thought I should go back to my room. And as painful as it was to get out of bed, I did. And even I even woke him up to say bye instead of just sneaking out. When I did, he said that he would come with me. He got dressed and we left the room together. Outside the lift was the last time I saw him. We kissed, a long kiss. And when he held me, I didn't want to let go. I've been trying to ignore it or not acknowledge it. But I do think that I really, really like it. <laughs> Sad part though, he definitely would never be interested in anything more. And plus, he could get any girl he wants. And one that hasn't kissed the majority of people that he knows. It's funny, you know, this whole month that I've been back, I've been so consumed with Dita and wondering when he's coming or when is he going to call or when he would even BBM that I haven't been able to actually think about Rana until right now whilst I've been writing this. In 15 days, it would have been one year ago that I left for India, which means I spent over 11 months, just short of a year, wanting a guy who doesn't want me, wasting my time and probably building up a reputation amongst these people and all for nothing. I'm not saying that I should have spent more time talking to Rana or anything, but maybe things would have gone a bit differently if I hadn't had so much communication with Dina. But would it though? One year later, and what has come of it? I just don't know. <laughs> God, what an awful ending. I mean, basically, I just haven't learned anything, have I? I mean, there are a lot of a lot of points to 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 like lay out here because it just thought there were a lot of horrific things I mean why what I can't say that I've changed that much but this constant thing about how no one will be interested in me in in, in anything more than that that like, why am I so self-deprecating like why wouldn't they be interested in me for anything more than that and like it's quite funny for me to say something like that now because anybody who knows me now would know that that is totally something I would say about myself now um but it's it's quite sad like and then just the fact that after all because I mean trust me lived it after all of this it's not like the dealer stuff went away so I don't really have journals on it so I to be honest I can't really remember like play by play what happened but he did come to London um after all of this there were numerous occasions where he actually came back to London then there was like a lot of conflict, but this whole thing went on for a good couple of years. Um, and uh, I'll tell you that bit actually last, but all these other ones, I mean, Dumman got married. Um, he he married that girl who's really sweet. I actually like went on to meet her a few times and actually get on with her really, really well. Um, really, really nice girl. So they got married when they were supposed to get married. Um, I know that about three years ago, um, when I was in Delhi, like all of these people have like spontaneously been in touch. I mean, nothing consistent. Um, my my travel to Hyderabad has obviously become a lot less, so I don't see them as much. But um, Daman messaged me at some random point that he was in touch. 
and he was coming to Delhi at one point. Um, and so we, this is while I was living there. And so we exchanged a few messages and we actually had a plan to meet up, um, which didn't actually end up happening because there were the messages were odd. Like, you know, like there were these messages of him saying like, just don't ever get married. And I'm like, I wasn't even talking about getting married to you, but okay, like, cool. Thanks for the advice. And he was like, it's awful. It's just so difficult and whatever, whatever. So that wasn't fun. Um, I hope he's all right, because actually the few times that I did see him in Hyderabad after the journal times, um, always really sweet. He's been stopped, stop being so pervy. Um, I think when I started getting along with his wife quite a lot now, like I, I would say if I were to travel to Hyderabad tomorrow, obviously in a non-COVID ridden world, um, I would message him. I think I would definitely drop him a message to be like, hey, what's up? how's life I don't know don't talk to me about your marriage that's just the main thing I'll ask for um <clears throat> so that's a dumb one. Gianni um is again I think like I think about a year later um I've maybe yeah I think after a few months of me being like back I think a year after I met Gianni I think he got he started dating this girl or I think it was like somebody that he used to be with us I don't remember the details but anyway he did get married um and I don't think I ever really properly met her but she seemed like I remember just from like Facebook photos and stuff like he seemed happy um and she seemed quite cool and fun or whatever I think they're divorced now but again don't quote me on that uh little Dylan do you remember Dylan uh Dylan I think um actually ended up marrying a foreign girl like not from India um, and has moved somewhere in Europe. Um, I can't say where. But again, just through like the occasional little Facebook posting that I come across. Uh, married with a little baby. Seems extremely happy. I'm really happy for him. Uh, because that that whole like marrying not an Indian. For him, it just like I think it really, really fits. Um, oh, I suppose I should say where, where Mona Lisa is, even though you heard about her. But Mona is married in Bristol. I think actually you might have gone through that in in the episode that she featured in. Um, I don't think she's in touch with any of these people at all. Uh, other than other than Dila, they're the main characters, right? Um, if there's anybody else that I've not mentioned uh, that you're particularly um, inquisitive about, then just comment on on this uh, on Instagram and somewhere or send me a message, um, and I can update you if you'd really like to know if any of you happen to be any of the people or think that you might be one of the people that I've talked about it's not it is loosely based on people so let's just like let's not start trying to find yourselves within characters because you're you're like just don't bother um but it was just it was an epic epic few months of my life um the dealer part I mean, basically all of that you've heard. The few years after was a lot of like, we met in Delhi. No, did we meet in Delhi? No, should I tell you what happened? I then start, I then moved to Delhi. So after this last journal entry, which was in February, by the following March, by the, by March, the 22nd of March, 2012, was when I moved to India. Um, and then Dealer and I had a few back and forths, like one in Hyderabad or whatever. I actually started dating somebody in in Delhi, um, and I had who was totally separate from all of this, and I was with him for a year. And so during that year, Dealer and I there was the occasional message or whatever, but we there was nothing from him for a year, which was great, like you know, brilliant. 
But then as soon as I broke up with that Delhi guy, that's when he made his reappearance. Um, and again, I mean, it was a few years of back and forth or whatever, finally resulting in um, about two years ago, around this time, two years ago, he'd been in touch a little bit on Instagram and he asked me to meet him for a drink in Delhi because he was in Delhi. So I was like, cool. And I went to meet him for this drink and it was awful. Like, I realised that as long, I, I don't give myself credit f- for very much, um, but at least I could say that I've grown up a bit. Meeting him all those years later, I was sat across the table from him and he had just not change he was he was extremely condescending he made a few comments about like because I'd lost a bit of weight or whatever and it was like um okay now I'm ready to be with you um he made a few like odd comments like he'd said that he'd seen me over the years and and he's like and I was like how like how would you see me and not say hi that's just super creepy um and he was like no I saw you in town hall which is this bar in Delhi um, and he was like, I saw you in town hall. And I was like, that's really odd. Why didn't you come and say hello? Um, and he was like, because you were with a guy. And I'm like, so like to then tell me that you've seen me years later, like you're watching me across the bar. It's awful. And then there was some weird thing about um, something about my car where he was walking me to the car. And he was like saying that, oh, you finally got your the car you always wanted instead of the old one. And so I, I didn't really react until then. I was like, but wait a minute, how did how did you know what car I had? Because I'd never met up with him in Delhi, like in that way. So there's no way like he, we weren't in touch. He couldn't have seen it, whatever. It was just super creepy. Then he kept trying to make me cancel my lunch plans the next day, um, to which obviously I wasn't going to. because I was having lunch with uh, my one of my best friends and this was a guy. And so then he started giving me loads of shit like, oh, you have a male best friend, like, that's ridiculous, you gave me so much shit for having a female best friend, but I'm like, yeah, but that was, like, seven years ago, like, we've grown up, like, I thank God I'm not the same person I was then, and then that night resulted in, like, me getting home, he sent me a message saying, like, something about how he really enjoyed seeing me, so I, I was polite, and I said, thank you, because he paid for it all, and whatever, I was like, thanks, it was nice catching up, thank you very much, whatever, and it resulted in the same thing. It was him calling me in the middle of the night, trying to keep me on the phone till all hours. And I just didn't want it. I just grew past it, which I would safely call progress. No, like, can we be proud of me? Do I get a round of applause? Like, I'd like a round of applause. It's just having common sense, isn't it? I don't think I deserve a round of applause for that. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much all the main people involved. Um, let me know if you've absolutely loved it if you've absolutely hated it if you think that I'm a complete loser which uh no judgment for that because I think I'm a complete loser too um and yeah we'll be back soon with uh with more stories because trust me I always have a good story so thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you soon bye